0: Let's get real. Who wants to have another surface level conversation? Not us. I'm Samantha. And I'm Christian. Two friends having raw but truth-filled conversations about the messiness of life.
1: So buckle up and don't be shy. Cause yep, we're, we're going, going there. there. All right, here we are. <laughs> I don't even know how to
0: start this. We haven't done this in so long. No, guys, we don't even know where to start. Well, we are here. Today. Going there is done.
1: I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: Stop. No. Just kidding. Just kidding. Um, guys, we are back. Just to be honest, we have told you guys this before. We bulk like record some episodes. And so we've not recorded in a while now. And we are excited. Like a month. Yeah. And a lot's happened in the past. A month. lot has happened. Like I don't even know where to start. Guys, we are sitting right now in Samantha's family room. And Tracy, her mother, is here. And she's bouncing up my son. Yeah. So if you hear little Samantha baby noises... Now has a son.
1: Crazy. His name is? James Edward. James Edward Miller. He's very sweet. Yeah. So much has happened in the last month of like our adoption process. I haven't really shared a ton about our adoption process this time because I wanted to wait until it was over. But over the last year or so, I've had so many people ask about my adoption with my daughter and what has transpired in this last month (laughs) of my life, really? I want to share it, not because of like, okay, this is what we're going through. Feel bad for me. Like, please, actually, that's like my worst nightmare, but more just like, wow, God has worked so much through this time, and I want people to know that when you're facing hard things that feel impossible, like God really does pull you through, and it can be so – hard to imagine, like, okay, what would I do if I was in that situation? Mm-hmm. You, I don't know. I mean, there's worse things that can happen. I think about, we've talked about a spouse dying suddenly or losing a child and just these horrible events that it's like, I couldn't get through that. Mm-hmm. But when you are united with Jesus and have a relationship with him and are walking with him, he sustains in ways that you like couldn't imagine. And so-
0: yeah, it's like incredible, even just as we sit here, because Samantha and I were joking, we see a lot of each other normally, and we've not seen each other a lot, because we're like, oh, wow, life is just happening. And it's feeling like so much, so much of the world right now is feeling really heavy mm-hmm. and really hard. And when we it just rains, felt it pours. That. Yeah, we have felt that personally. And so we just wanted to take some time to honestly reflect again, not in a way to yeah, just like talk about ourselves, but in a way to honestly share what we're learning and what God's teaching us. And just in the ways that we are being challenged and growing, it's not, I wouldn't even say right now either of us are on the other side no. of what we've kind of been dealing with the Man past month. Like a part two in six months, yeah. But we're just excited to kind of unpack that a bit.
1: Yeah. So going I love back. I love when people share, and especially now with our audience, like we're so thankful for new listeners we've had over the last few months. And I love hearing. Maybe it's like the nosy human nature in all of us, but like. I mean, I like hearing people's details in their life, and hopefully, it makes you feel connected. If you saw me in a coffee shop and we sat down for coffee, I would be sharing all of this. And so, there's obviously details, especially with our adoption, that I'll leave out just because that's like for my personal community and family, and for my son to share one day, or for my daughter if I talk about her. But other than that, I feel like I'm such an open book that I'm like, I would want to hear this. Yeah, me but too. Is this well, going to be you So
0: weird. I'm actually sitting here. I'm like, gosh, why am I kind of feeling nervous now? I think it's because it's one way I've grown over the past couple of years years is I used to like want to process everything and wanna figure everything out before I would talk about it. And I think that's a way where like honestly the devil works in like my mind and in places that are like not shared with other people in ways to just like produce lies and things that aren't true about maybe who God is or who I am and who God made me to be or the situation that I'm in. So I think I'm like a little nervous right now because I'm like, shoot, I have not come to peace by all of these things or I'm not in this place that I'm like, oh I've we've conquered this, or it's done, or I did that perfectly, or wow, I didn't do it perfectly, but these are all the lessons I've learned. I've not found out all those lessons yet. So I'm like, shoot, but I can share some of them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, And I think there are times in my life where I have wanted to have things a little bit more processed because maybe I'm not emotionally in a place to share, but I do feel like I can at least share the story and the details because I think it's kind of like, I mean, if anything, it's probably entertaining yes. of what's happened, but I don't know. What I, know you- I feel like you have to go back. You should go first. Okay. Really? Yeah. Okay. With all the fun stuff. Well, you stuff. can jump in with your stuff too because some yeah. stuff happens share, share adoption stuff with so, James. Yeah. Okay. So we adopted our daughter four years ago. Hopefully this won't be too long. And I would have like started the adoption process again right away. And we can talk about, I think we should have a whole nother episode about like my kind of infertility journey and our losses no. and things like that. I know I've mentioned some before, but anyways, we felt ready to adopt again probably last spring. And if you know anything about adoption, like you probably know it's really long and hard. I feel like our stories have actually been like relatively quick, but our daughter was like super fast. So we kind of went through our home study. And if you don't know what that is, it's just kind of like with legal social workers, like you have to be very prepared. Like you have to be interviewed and go through this like very long process. And it takes about three months. And so we had done that last summer. And with our daughter, when we had finished that, we matched, which means like a birth mother chose us to be parents like pretty quickly. And so I didn't know what would happen this time. We were kind of coming out of COVID and I had heard that adoptions were a lot slower. So we kind of were active. Was it like October that we were active this year? I thought
0: it was like September. Maybe September.
1: And again, it was like from the day we were active with Emerson, it was 12 days and we were matched. And then it was like three months of a pregnancy left. And so This time it kind of like wasn't happening right away and we actually weren't like presenting our situation or like, so basically when you adopt domestic infant adoption, you make a profile book. It's basically like a scrapbook, a scrapbook, Mm -hmm. like a Shutterfly book of your family. And it's so weird because you're like talking about yourself and like what you like to do. And I mean, I have pictures of our friends and our family and hobbies and everything in it. And an expectant mom who is deciding to place their child for adoption would then kind of be presented, be these presented books. these books, and that's how they choose a family. And then, for the most part, especially nowadays, like most adoptions are at least semi-open or open. Then you would be able to connect once they chose you and like have a relationship. One of the hard parts of adoption, but like I feel very passionate that is like obviously right and so good in the end of things is that you know you can match and know that you. Are possibly going to have a baby, but until papers are signed after the baby is born, and it's different depending on each state, the expectant mom is the mother of the child. And so, you know, we have a lot of friends who have walked through times where they've spent time with their, you know, who they think is going to be their baby. And then people just think that's crazy, but it's like, no, that's their baby until papers are signed. And it just, it can be very hard. And so our daughter's adoption had just gone like really, really seamlessly. We have a really cool relationship with her birth mom. and. I was just kind of like expecting this to be really hard for some reason, but I i don't know this fall. Don't you feel like I kind of got numb to it? I was just like, okay, mm-hmm. it's not happening yet, but I'm not feeling rushed. I felt like
0: every month you were just like, you and Justin would both be like, oh, it's just not time yet. And we were all like, oh, wait. I mean, we threw a shower for you mm-hmm. back yeah. in November. Yeah. We were like ready because yeah. it had happened so fast with yes. Emerson. We were like, oh, it could be any day. And you're like, no, I don't really feel like it this time. Yeah. Like, I think it's going to be a while. So every month and you guys were kind of content. You had a lot of yeah. plans. We had fun out. trips
1: coming yeah. and I honestly like people would ask me like, are, are you really okay? And I'm like, I think it's God. But I felt this like weird, weird piece about like, yeah, I had wanted it to happen so quickly and I had wanted our kids to be, you know, closer together in age and all the things and I knew Emerson was turning four in January and all the ideal things. But I just felt so calm about it. I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm not worried about it. So I was kind of just living life. We didn't really present too many situations and we were just going about life and then this April. Wait, when was that? What day was it? It was literally
0: like I'll look at the calendar. It was I think April twenty second or something. So
1: the woman who had done our home study from Kansas City. It was
0: April twenty first. Okay, when you guys matched.
1: April. Tw- How do you know that?
0: Because I remember it was the third. It was the Thursday of that work week, and we had under two weeks.
1: Yeah, so... I already spilled some of the story. That's okay. I'm sorry, You really took my crescendo. Anyway, so (laughs) was not expecting anything, had a bunch of traveling and fun trips coming up, and not that that would, like change anything if we got a call about a baby. But yes, that
0: sounded really service level when I said that earlier. I was like, you had a lot of plans. Well, we did have like obviously those would pause.
1: Yeah. But, you know, actually things had picked up a little bit. Like we were seeing more situations. I was feeling like a little bit more hopeful. And I kind of like in my mind was like, okay, this summer is when I'm going to like really buckle down and like apply to a few more agencies and work with some different people. But I was like, I'll wait till the summer. And we got a call from this woman, Susan, who did our home study. So we were not working with her agency in Kansas City. We were working with some out of state agencies. Our daughter was born in Florida. Again, I personally can like share more information about like those kind of choices and things if you ever want to reach out. But she had reached out and said that there was an expectant mom. And she wanted to ask Justin and I, she had no idea if we were even like matched already. This
0: woman literally had this. This just- was Tuesday, April 12th. Okay. How do you know this? Because it was the Tuesday prior. And then you guys, like I remember the Mom, whole timeline. Mom, do you even know this? I <laughs> just remember it because we were like flabbergasted at the timeline. You yeah. got to get perspective here. It was April 12th so and April- they get a call and they're like, would you guys be open Yes, to this? Yes. From and sweet little Susan. We love you.
1: Yes, I love Susan. And so then my husband and I had actually received a situation for the first time in like months that we also were considering presenting to that would be like a more just traditional, like time-wise, like longer match in the pregnancy, like further out from the due date. So she told us the due date and it was, so this was April 12th and the due date was May 4th. And we just felt, so much peace about the situation. Something that was unique about the situation is that James's birth mom is a Ugandan refugee living in Kansas City. And it just was such a different situation to us. And it was happening so quickly. And we were just like, I mean, all of our friends, we were just like kind of in shock. And Oh, and she only speaks Swahili. And so we're like, okay, this is just so different. We have this like really open relationship with our daughter's birth mom and we text and we visit, go on visits and all these things. And so I'm like, okay. But Justin and I took a day or so to pray about it. And he came to me and was like, I have not felt good about any situation in the almost past year, but like, I feel really, really good about this. And so we presented our book to her and then we found out we matched and I got an email I thought I would get like a phone call because that's how it had happened before. But I was we're in my, just casually sitting at work. I was in my office at work and I felt really good about presenting. But I mean, oh my we gosh. We had just eaten Jimmy John's, we some had,
0: sandwiches and We had, and had eaten Jim, and
1: Jimmy John's. And I flipped around to my two coworkers that were in my office. There's usually like five of us. Shout out to Anna Lynn and Celia. And I was like, guys, I was like, I haven't even told you this, but we presented last week and I just found out like we're getting No, you a presented
0: that morning. Yeah. You're getting this all morning. wrong. Sorry. Christian, I've been through a lot. Yeah, you're getting this all wrong. Okay, sorry. And I thought you didn't know the due date until you were matched. We
1: knew the due date was... We were originally told May 7th, and then they changed it. Oh, yes. They moved yes. it up. So
0: guys, April 12th, we're all like, We didn't know oh the gender. Gosh. We didn't know the gender. Yes.
1: So I whipped around. I hadn't even told anyone in my office I was presenting yet. Only my close friends and family. Well, mom, I didn't even tell you until like a couple days later, because I was just like weird. I mean, I told you I was presenting, but not until...
0: No, I told you the Tracy's day. Tracy's feelings are hurt.
1: No, I told you the day that we matched, right? No, because I didn't want to like get she everyone. She didn't want to get your hopes up. We didn't tell many fan- like many
0: people. You were like, I don't want to get her hopes up.
1: And then yeah, I told you and you were in Walmart. But a funny story about when I found out though, I whipped my chair around and told my two co-workers that. And then Christian's office is like down the hall from mine at work. And I literally whipped oh, around. I hadn't told my husband or anything. And I go, Ever. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna go tell Christian. And I was like, wait, <laughs> I should probably tell my husband first.
0: So that was funny. Oh, too good. That too was good. funny. But
1: um so we were just a, so invested. Yeah, that was a really exciting day. And then we were just in this whirlwind of like, oh my gosh, we're about to have a baby. I went from being like so content that this is not going to happen for a while to like I'm about to have a baby in really what we thought was two weeks because mm-hmm. under two weeks, like a week and a half. Yeah, at that we point. we were kind of told that she would probably go any day. Like when we got the email that we were matched, they basically said like pack a bag. Mm-hmm. So our life just kind of like flipped upside down. My husband and I had a trip planned to Arizona, and we were like, okay, let's still take it. My mom was keeping our daughter. Like this is kind of going to be our little last hurrah, and. We were, like, ready, though. We're, like, we might have to fly back. So this is, like, you know, late, late April. We're, like, figuring all this out. I'm saying, like, okay, I'm going to be leaving work, all these things. I mean, guys, I had Emerson's old crib, and I had a new glider sitting in an empty room. I had nothing else. Like, everyone should be
0: impressed guys, with what to I put together. be honest, together. so, like, Samantha is can sometimes be dramatic about things and she kept saying i literally have nothing i literally have nothing i mean my house is a disaster and guys her house is like never a disaster and one day i came over here and i was like oh i said i need your help i asked two (laughs) friends i was like i would never say this but i need someone to come help me and i came over and i was like oh you're not kidding like you actually have nothing like the had stuff in boxes
1: like people had given us it was just
0: filled with boxes and filled with like laundry baskets with stuff Mm -hmm. but it was like what you would just have, like all of us have, you know, an extra space in our house somewhere where we just kind of like throw stuff. Like an it was old guest literally room or something, that. yeah. And I was like, oh wow, like I needed to get you a are. fan put in. Like I, I mean, like, it was given a lot. they don't use the nursery, but you had like no, no organization. Like no. we didn't have diapers.
1: No, I didn't have diapers. Really? I like didn't have clothes for a boy. I mean, it was chaos, and so even from then. Good. Just kind of like watching it all unfold was so fun. And it was fun that like, like obviously our close community knew, but it was just kind of fun to have this thing, this like giant thing happening in my life that was like, oh my gosh, no one knows about this. This is so weird. So we go on our trip, Justin and I, and it's really fun. We had no name the week before we got the chance to meet the expected mom, James's birth mom now. And we, you know, the language barrier is extremely intense. And it was so cool though, to just get to meet her and see how like, well, even though you cannot speak any word that I can, I learned jumbo, which is like, hello. Oh, there you go. Yeah. There's a few other words I learned, but I'm forgetting them now. But it was like, it was cool to still have the connection. Like a smile's a smile, you know, mm-hmm. just like the ways that we were able to connect and On that visit, we learned that we were having a boy, which was so exciting. I really thought we'd have another girl. but That was so exciting. That was fun. You just sent a
0: bunch of blue hearts. It was fun.
1: And we got to see my parents that day and kind of surprise them. And it was really fun. But yeah, so we went on our trip. We had no name picked out. We were just like the talk of the trip. We were kind of with some of Justin's like co-workers. And we were all like, I was like, guys, I need a name. Like, I don't have a single name. So this whole time, we're just like planning for this baby to be born literally any second. So we come back from Arizona. And what day was that? Like,
0: when was that? And he still wasn't born. So we were all on edge. Every day we're like- Every day is like, could be today. Is she going into labor yet? Is she going into labor yet?
1: And obviously it's not my body. And so it's like, I don't know the labor signs. And again, language barrier. We weren't texting. I wasn't able to check in with her on how she was feeling. Yeah, you didn't get
0: updates quickly.
1: No. So we were just like really expecting it to happen soon. And we go on our trip. We come back from Arizona And we have this like week where I'm just, I had finished kind of out my job a little bit, like transitioned out. And I was just planning on like literally having our bags packed, finishing up whatever I could get done. I mean, you guys should have seen, I should have taken a picture. The amount of boxes, my brother, my sweet brother came and stacked them. My whole dining room, like you could not see through because I had to order basically a whole nursery. I didn't have to, but you know, you want things to feel good. So I'm like, I'm going to work on all this stuff. Well, as that week goes on, I start having this like weird hip pain. And because of my health history and cancer in my past, I was like, I I have an injury on my hip and I had been working out with this new trainer and we had been traveling and like, let's face it, we're all at the age now when you're on an airplane for a long time, like you hurt. <laughs> and we had had like Makes three canceled old. flights, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you're sitting on a hard airplane and you're like hips and back get tired and so, and I had like come back and done a really hard workout. And I'm like, okay, I just like pulled a muscle, just need to rest it and stretch it. So, as the week goes on, like I'm going crazy. You know, I'm trying to get all this stuff done. My daughter's in school. Our friends are all like, what can we do? Rallying around us. And as the week goes on, it just gets like worse and worse. You're literally and worse. like, could
0: you guys pray for my hip? It's really bothering me. Yeah,
1: by like Thursday, I had told my friends, I'm like, guys, something's wrong with my hip. Like, mm-hmm. something's really wrong. Like, I think I pulled something. Again, I was like kind of scared to tell my mom because, you know, she panics about things. And, you know, I just thought I pulled something. So by Friday of that week, again, this was the week before the due date,
0: right? Mm-hmm.
1: It's the week before the due date. So we're like getting close. I'm still thinking it's any second.
0: Yeah, it was like the Friday before the Wednesday. hmm
1: So I like cannot put weight on my leg and I'm starting to get really concerned. And my husband had been just like giving me a hard time all week. Like, you're fine. Just stretch. Kind of like toughen up. And at that point, I was like, something's really wrong. So we had like reached out to some orthopedic people and everyone's like, you know, don't go to the ER. They're not going to do anything. This is a Friday. Let's wait till Monday. I'll do, you know, this orthopedic friend is like, we'll do an MRI on Monday. So I go to sleep that night. I wake up the next morning and I just look at Justin at like 7 a.m. And I'm like, you have to get me to the hospital. Like something's really, really wrong. And so we had another really sweet friend who kind of like talked Justin through, okay, maybe you should take her. Maybe I'm getting too much into the details. But I was really panicked. I was like, this is like something's really wrong with my well, body. Well, for
0: someone who is really in tune health-wise with their body, because so much like has happened to mm-hmm. you, I think you know when it's like serious and when it's not. So when yeah. you look to Justin, you're like, no, I need you to take me to the hospital. He's like, okay.
1: Yeah and you know one of the things they said is like it could be a cancer recurrence I've had a blood clot before it could have been a blood clot like this doctor who's so kind and just like spent so much time on the phone with Justin a friend of a friend here in Columbia was just so kind and was basically like you know it could be a torn muscle but it could be like four other things that I'm really concerned about I think you guys should go in and so I go to the hospital and I'm just like my mind's racing of like what is happening like you know, this baby could be literally born today. Justin's taking my daughter to soccer. We're trying to just like make everything normal. And I spend the whole day in the ER of them kind of coming in and thinking like, we really think this could be your cancer coming back. I mean, it was really like a scary day of just like, we have no idea what's going on. And in my head, I feel like I was like, okay, maybe I just like really tore something. And finally they kind of came in and they're like, oh, we figured out what it is. You have an infection But I think everything's fine. Like you wouldn't be septic or anything because you wouldn't be like up talking right now. Well, as that happened, they kind of took my temperature and they're like, oh, you have a 103 fever. Like this is not great. And they come back in the room about an hour later and they're like, your infection is like in your bloodstream. You're like extremely sick and we have to immediately start antibiotics. And, you know, it's funny because I keep joking with all my friends, like how worried you guys were at the time. I was just like, okay, like give me the antibiotics. Yeah, we were freaking out. Yeah.
0: We were freaking out
1: it was not ideal. And yeah, obviously, like I've had so many health things in the past, but that's not something that like I've ever had before. And Long story short, they kind of found out I had this septic infection that got in my body, honestly, probably through just like strep without me knowing I had it, being a carrier for it and my body being so stressed probably about this baby coming and It settled into some scar tissue that I had in my low back. And so that's why I wasn't able to walk. And even I want to like share little miracles because even the fact that like if my hip had not my, it's really my back, if my back had not been hurting like that, I would not have known to go to the hospital. I think I was probably ignoring that I was running a little bit of a fever Throughout the week. Like I kind of felt weird, but I just thought my back hurt. All the things. So, like, thank God I went in when I did. But I ended up spending six nights in the hospital, some time in ICU. And again, the whole time we're like, this woman is about to have my baby. And like, what's gonna happen? You know, I actually had peace the whole time, but I think our whole family and friends are like, what are we gonna do? But she held out and didn't have him. I got discharged from the hospital on a Friday and she had him she was going to be induced with him that Sunday. So at that point, you know, I was home, but I was not walking. I was not able to put like any weight still. I really wasn't getting out of bed. And I just remember, I mean, that being a very low moment of like, I don't know how I'm going to make it to Kansas City and like, you know, meet my son yeah, there was just a lot of like weird emotions with that. Let alone
0: of, like, like, yeah, get to Kansas City. We were yeah. all like, wait, what is this even going to look like? Yeah, can you I go? Ha- Justin's going to baby appointments alone. Yeah, Justin went in to Kansas a baby City. appointment and was kind of downplaying how sick I was, honestly. Mm-hmm. Your mom is coming up. Your mother-in-law. My is mother-in-law has with my you. daughter. So You're in like, the ICU. I'm not
1: seeing my daughter, but right before this time, that like her whole world is going to change, and I'm missing dance recitals and soccer games, and you know, preparing for this baby. I mean, it was like crazy, and. I just I don't know I had a piece in the hospital and I just felt like I don't know how but I just know this is going to be okay I mean not in my weak moments no but I would like come back to that Mm -hmm. and yeah there's so many lessons I want to jump back to but it's just crazy so I mean I had one friend that was like should we rent you a minivan and like lay down the back seats (laughs)
0: Because yes. like I didn't know you how I could have taken mine. Yeah, true. I oh could have taken It's the reason we bought a van.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we go in and long story short, very long story short, there's so many other details about the adoption and just being in the hospital that are more like private details that, you know, a lot of ups and downs when you're just waiting for everything. We ended up spending another Five nights in the hospital in Kansas City while he was born. She had to have a C section, unfortunately, and just the way that adoption works. So then I was kind of like back in a hospital bed, like not moving. My body was just, I mean, my husband slept on like a hospital bed basically for like two and a half weeks straight. And, you know, it's just and not. And at this fun. point, you're
0: on crutches. It's I'm like on crutches. it is rough for you to drive for two hours to Kansas City. I'm
1: on intense intense antibiotics you were like vomiting from the medicine constantly like justin's
0: trying to be like can you just put down your crutches and like limp over please Let, let's, let's I, like, lo- try to like look put together and I, you're like so I literally bad. can't move it was
1: so bad and like yeah. my body's still fighting the infection so my heart rate and you know at one point in the hospital my heart rate was like constantly at 170 and it was getting it's down terrifying. to like 115 resting in like while I was in Kansas City so I'm trying to like play it cool and not act like I'm dying but I was like taking my little like you know the finger thing
0: Yeah, Yeah, oxygen. Yes, I'm like constantly doing
1: that and being like, well, dang. I'm like, thank goodness we're in a hospital, like in case I go into cardiac arrest or something. But like things were not good, okay?
0: I was taking a lot of Advil. Yeah, she's being really casual right now because here's Tracy's over here with her (laughs) wide eyes. Like it was nerve-wracking. It was was a lot. It was hard. It was was hard. And we were
1: alone without family. And so anyways, we got out of the hospital. And again, like really cool lessons, even just with adoption and if you ever want to talk about that personally I'd be open but we left the hospital got to have family in Kansas City with us before we were able to come home and still not doing great but then you know we've been home now for how many weeks like a week less than today was a week we've been home
0: wow wow
1: yeah he it's was two kind weeks of felt yesterday than that, but maybe I know, but I really will say, like, I... He is so
0: cute, guys. He's so cute. He's He's so so sweet. Well, make sure to post more pictures on our Instagram of him because he's really cute.
1: Yeah, and I'll go back and share like things I learned in this, but even this last week has been hard of like, I'm not recovered at all. I mean, I am. Every day I've gotten so much better. I got to go out and about today, but I think I'm just like, it's all hitting me of like, you know, I was really sick. I'm still on a lot of medication. Mm-hmm. I still am kind of battling an infection. So my body just feels so weak. Like I came out of sepsis. So my body literally just went through like battle. Mm-hmm. And that's just been hard for me to not feel like I can jump up and be a normal mom. And I mean, it's been so hard on my husband. He's missed so much work and has literally, I mean, he gets up with James every night and he'll hand him to me, but like he has to be up and also taking care of our four-year-old. And we've had so many friends and our family help, but yeah, it's just been like really crazy.
0: It's been a whirlwind. So here we are. <laughs> it's been a lot. Yeah. For real. But, but honestly, think, amazing. I think in I a lot sh- of ways.
1: share all of the details just because I want to point out like a few things in it. I think- First of all, it's like I was reflecting on how I was telling Christian, it's like my quiet time and time with Jesus is really important to me in my daily life. We've talked about that so much, and it's not to be naggy or annoying, but I was just thinking in the hospital, you know, I wasn't sitting there opening my Bible. I was so sick, but in my weakest moments, I was so connected with God and able to cry out and feel such peace. And I'm not saying that he would not show up like that if you're not already connected with him, but it's almost like you can't try to get close and intimate with God when you're in the thick of the fire. Like thankfully my disciplines had put me in a place when all this happened three weeks ago, four weeks ago, it was like God had prepared me. And because of my intentionality of like, no, I I want to know you so deeply that when you are going through these fire moments, it's like he's there with you. And I didn't feel like I'm like, oh my gosh, well I haven't opened my Bible in a year. I haven't spoken to God, but now I need Him. It was like, no, we're doing this together. I know you're going to sustain me. I don't know how, and this feels really cruel, and this feels really wrong. But why am I still feeling peace? Like, I don't know, and I just don't think I would have felt that if I hadn't had been in His Word and like consistently meeting with Him every day.
0: Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, and that I think that was like just so cool to walk alongside because as we are all just like praying so urgently and just wanting answers and wanting answers and healing and protection of all these things, all of us did know that like ultimately though God does have this under control. And like that doesn't just come from like a happenstance of like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a blind faith of the way of like, yeah, we don't get to see day to day what God is doing, you know, maybe like literally mm-hmm. in person, we don't get to touch and feel that. Mm-hmm. But we are so confident in that because we know him intimately yeah. because we spend time with him. And so that doesn't feel like a far away thing that we're just hoping in because we've never seen him work or we've never seen his love or blessings in ways like we have seen those things and we're we're intimately in tune Mm -hmm. and in relationship with him and that brings so much peace in the moment knowing ultimately like it will all work out it may not look like what we wanted it to be I mean you kept saying like this feels like such cruel timing Mm -hmm. but it'll be okay and truly that was so true like this is not what any of us would have picked Mm -hmm. for you it was terrible but We knew that it would work out. Yeah. And
1: I don't think I would have seen, like, I want to share a few tiny things that I think if you're just like living life, you would not call these miracles, but I really do believe they were, like, to the point where, you know, it was an infection, but it could have been much worse. I mean, the whole day in the ER, they were saying cancer again. And, like, so that for itself is just like crazy. The fact that his due date was May 4th and he was born May 16th, guys, like, what? It's insane. That's crazy. And they really thought she was going to go until they were actually early. Like that is insane that I was able to be there. Little things of like nurses in the hospital at KU Med where he was born that we knew from Columbia Sweet Girl we like knew and just other people that kind of came alongside us. Okay, weirdly like our Airbnb we had had to get like one Airbnb we weren't expecting to have to be in the hospital as long as we were and so we had to then get another Airbnb. We couldn't find a single Airbnb. I was like searching constantly, Mm -hmm. randomly like Like messaging people on Airbnb, found one house, but we were gonna have to like move out of an Airbnb, stay in a hotel one night, and then move into another one. And with like my daughter, because she wanted to come meet him and a baby and all the things, we were like, oh gosh, that's gonna be miserable. Randomly decided to like message the host and was like, I know it says it's booked for Friday night, but is there any chance it's not? They messaged me back five minutes later and they're like, actually, someone tried to book that, but they never did payment. So let me cancel that. You can have it. Did you even know that? No,
0: I did not know that. It's such a little thing,
1: but just like tiny little blessings that were just, I needed to be in physical therapy. I found this really cool physical therapy place in Kansas City with the nicest people that like really helped me start being able to move my leg again. I mean, just like little tiny things that I'm like, those are miracles. And I don't think if I wasn't in tune with you know, God during that time, I wouldn't have seen them as that. And they really propelled a lot of like hope for me because there were a lot of days that I was feeling like very down. I mean, even recently, a couple days ago. And it's like, if you don't have those things to cling to, I really don't know like where you have hope from. So that was something that was cool. Another thing is just community. And I feel like it was kind of on my heart with Jenny Allen's new book. We mentioned it a little bit about finding your people, but guys, the way that our community has stepped up, I mean, Christian, Literally sponge bathing me in the hospital. <laughs> I mean, just friends, so many people bringing meals, helping with my daughter. I mean, just checking in, praying. Like, it's so important that you have community. I really don't know how we would do it. My parents had to come back and forth. You know, my in laws, people were supporting them. It's like, I really just don't know how you do things without community.
0: That's what we, I think I've mentioned this before, but my husband and I are from Kansas City and our family all the time is like, when are you guys going to move home? And a large reason why we, Never want to leave here is our community because we just feel really at home with the people we have here. And I don't even think, I mean, yes, I do think Columbia has great people, but I do think it takes a lot of work. And we've talked about that before. Community doesn't just happen, it doesn't just like come. And I think it's just really cool to see people like really show up for not like fun, not flashy things. It's like, no, we're just showing up to bring a meal or we're just showing up to like help clean your house Mm -hmm. or we're just showing up to like do whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just so cool. And I think it also speaks to you. Like, I know how hard it is for you to ask for help. And Mm -hmm. the number of times I've seen you ask for help because you're like, no, I I know I have, yeah, you had Mm -hmm. no option. And honestly, what a beautiful thing that you have the ability to go to people and say like, I need help doing this, or I need help like folding laundry. And I just think, again, community is hard. It takes a lot of time. So if you're sitting in a place that you don't have that, it will take time. It won't just like happen overnight, but feel encouraged that, it feels like, yeah, just so nice. And what a piece. And like, we're meant to live in that, that you are not meant to do this alone. Justin's not meant to take care of the two kids alone, yeah. that it really does like take a village. And that's how God created it to be. Because and me, like, I, like he's people. like
1: literally taking care of me too. Yeah. It's been crazy, but yeah. no, that's true. And I think the last kind of lesson, I guess, as I'm still processing, but It is crazy how close and just at peace I have felt in my relationship with God and just like how I would not trade anything that's happened in the last three weeks, even though like two days ago I was texting my friends asking for prayer because I was feeling really down and just like having a pity party. But every time I'm in that really hard spot, if I can be vulnerable about it, I really feel God swoop in and just say like, you're acting like I've forgotten about you. You're acting like I didn't know this was going to happen. I literally planned every step of this. You're not going to see why. You don't understand it, but like this is so ordained by me. And if you would just trust that, it's going to be a lot easier. And I just, it's such a freeing feeling to have like everything in your world being so out of control, but to feel so at peace because you have Jesus. Like that's all you have. And I know it can sound like, Weird to people that maybe don't understand that, but I just like want everyone to have that same peace. And so, if you anything, if you're battling anxiety, if you're struggling with a friendship conflict, it doesn't have to be a big thing like I'm talking about. Like, you need Jesus; you have to have him. Like, I don't know how people do it without him. That sounds so like preachy and Christiany, and like
0: no, I just it's true.
1: I just don't know how people do it without him.
0: I think it's just so cool because I think what you're describing there is a freedom that's found in like. I mean, I think a lot of us struggle with control and I think all of us want to like clamp down on control of our lives or control of details or control of our kids or control of our schedules or whatever it may be. But I think ultimately when you find that there's so much freedom found in trusting your creator and the one who literally made everything, there's so much freedom found when just like handing over control that Yeah. So, like the past month, our life has felt so chaotic, and some stuff has happened with my daughter and my husband, and like all of these things. But that's like one of my biggest lessons I've learned is that I kept swinging from these pendulums of like really wanting all control. I literally felt like my wrists or like my hands like grasping and just like wanting all control. And the next minute I would be like, no, no, no. Like I'm so thankful, God, like thank you for loving her more than I love her. Thank you for caring for her more than I could ever do for her. And so yeah, we round the same time that like Samantha honestly, like right after you got matched, it was like that Saturday, my husband and I just had a really scary thing with our daughter happen. And Long story short, she like broke out in this what's called like petechiae and they're like your capillaries are like exploding underneath your skin. It's like these red dots all over her body. She is a really sensitive girl and she constantly has like skin breakouts. So it wasn't that weird when we saw the first few and then it kind of turned into a bunch more and she started like immediately bruising like I'm loading her into her car seat and she's like bruising to the touch. Seemed really weird, kind of off and we took her to the pediatric like doctor we go to and she immediately was like, you need to go to the ER, you need like blood work on her today. And I can't get that to you. So we go to the ER. Long story short, it was pretty terrifying. We get admitted to like the children's cancer and like blood disorder unit at like university hospital here. And long story short, we find out that she has this blood disorder ITP is what it's called. It's just like low platelet counts in your body. So a child's supposed to have like 150 to 400,000, somewhere in that range is the average. And we walked in and she was at 11,000. And then we did this treatment that essentially they're like running vitals every like two minutes. And then every like 15 minutes, it's like very sensitive. And so we had this whole treatment for like four hours in the middle of that night. And the her platelet count drops down to like 8,000. So like more doctors are coming in and just like talk about so much stress. I was just sitting there like clinging to my daughter and going like what I'm describing, going through this whole pendulum swing of like, I want all of the control, but oh my goodness, thank you God that like, I don't have the control. And it was just the weirdest, like 48 hours, honestly. We were there for 48 hours and praise God that the treatment then worked and we got to leave. And we think it's an isolated event. And we're now going to like weekly blood draws and we'll do that probably until November, a long time. And this could happen again, but they don't think it is anything to worry about. But when you're sitting there and they're like, well, yeah, we're watching out for childhood leukemia or watching out for these really scary things. And they're like, we can't rule those things out yet. But this is why we're like, you know, going to team up and We're going to like be in this together. It is just, yeah, so thankful for our medical team, so thankful for people who are really wise and thoughtful and just see things and are willing to, I don't know, just go to bat for your kid. But it was just one of those things I really... I struggle with control in other areas of my life. Anyone who knows me knows that. But my children have never been one of those things. I don't know. That's just not something I really think about with my kids a lot. And it was the first time that I was just like, oh, my goodness, I just want this so badly. But I'm so thankful I don't have it. And it was just one of those things we went, we left that season just feeling so emotionally drained and so physically drained, just like even from... It was really honestly felt like whiplash a lot. And everyone in like our community was like, wait, what the heck is happening? <laughs> everyone was really confused. We had people surround us and yeah, bring us meals for days. And it was so nice just to feel completely surrounded by prayer and just like tangible things as well. And then we walk into my husband pretty much just like having this freak I don't know, even know how to describe it. This freak, like a GI issue. I was going to say, gastrointestinal, still
1: to be determined, like weird. Yes. he's just
0: constantly feeling sick. Yeah, constantly feeling sick, constantly just having like major stomach pain, pretty much just like he barely gets through a work day, hasn't worked a full work week in like a month, and finally is now on the mend. So I'm talk- coming to you on the better side. But for weeks, pretty much right after that instance, we walked right onto this, and for weeks, he barely got it through a work day and would come home and just like fall asleep and just be like in so much pain stayed up many nights just like sleepless trying to get through it so it has been like a long month and we think we're finally getting answers of just his like gut kind of needing like repaired and needing healing of different kinds and so we're kind of working on that through like diet changes and just like some medicines we've gone done a lot of cat scans and scopes and all the things but even in that i think i I mean, we were just talking about this prior. But what God is currently teaching me is just how to live day to day, not not banking on being happy because my circumstances are happy, or being content because my life looks good. Or it sounds so dumb. It sounds like such an elementary thing I should have learned, and I think I have learned this before. But God is just like refining me in areas that maybe I like carry idols in ways that like I am happy when my life looks good or is easy or isn't hard and being a single parent the past month while my husband is pretty much just sick every single night has been so rough
1: we keep joking that you should just <laughs> put like Andrew and I in a room and, like throw us some food and you and Justin just go at it for real I came parenting. over the
0: other night and Justin Samantha are like arguing about the same thing my husband and I are arguing about because when one person is like you know, you could easily just say like not carrying your weight in the home. It just takes a toll. And it is it is so easy to so quickly find just the fault in the other person. And so my husband and I have grown a ton and it's not been easy and it's not been pretty. Even today I was like sharing with a friend, I think if anything, it's really teaching me kind of what I said at the beginning of this podcast that I think God's really showing me how to like share ugly things with people that I'm not one. It's not like a thing I consciously do. It's not a thing I try to like fake, but I think it's really easy for me, I don't know, to just like not talk about the hard things because I'm still figuring it out or... And Maybe someone doesn't know me well enough to understand when I say the ugly thing. But or it's like been,
1: you're also someone who you can have a positive attitude. And so sometimes it's just like, yeah, I mean, life sucks, but like I'm fine. Everything's yes. good. I'm fine. I'm powering through. I'm making it happen. Yes.
0: And maybe that's it. Like it's always kind of even just talking about perspective. Like I do always try to choose to have like the hopeful perspective or the like good perspective because there is always something to be really happy about. And so I'm not one to necessarily talk about just the hard thing or just – I'm not one to walk into a work day and be like, eh, I'm just not feeling it today. Like I'm like, "eh," I'll grit through like I will be fine. And I just think like God has so sweetly taught me like Christian, it's okay to feel really broken. It's okay to like not do this well right now. It's okay to say the hard thing because in that I'm like willing and like, or like I'm making myself more willing for God to work in my life and say like, no, you're actually, you don't have it all together and it's okay. You don't because like I do and like you're, it's not about you. It's not about you having it all together? Are you having all the answers? Are you having the energy? I mean, how many times did I text you, Samantha? And I'm like, I need, can you please pray for energy and empathy? Those were like two things. And I'm, I'm like, like, yeah, can you pray energy for, that for my <laughs> husband? <laughs> energy <laughs> and empathy, energy and empathy, because, and it sounds so dumb, again, like we were just saying, like, Other people are going through so many harder things. Like this is literally nowhere on any type of scale of hard things that we are going to walk through in life, I'm sure, and that other people have walked through. But just when it's so unexpected in your life and something that you were not planning for and something you wouldn't choose, it was just like has been so hard. But again, God is just teaching me how to really just like break down some walls that I didn't even probably know I had, but just really be willing to show the hard thing and walk yeah. through the hard thing and be stuck in the hard thing and say like this may be a while i think even as you finished your story there samantha i think part of the hardness is like you are still on crutches mm-hmm. you are not and well I'm yet sitting right here although i have been yeah. walking around a little bit. she has been walking around but i think that is a little bit like this is not what you expected it's not over for my yeah. husband and i we are probably looking at a month of a really different type of lifestyle than what we live and then months after that as we make adjustments to what we figure out are working for him and that sounds so dumb, but it's just different and something we're not used things, to. Yeah. yeah. And so I think just being willing to show up and say, like, God, what do you have for me today? Because ultimately like no day is promised to us and it's a gift we get to live these. And just figuring out like what are you what am I gonna learn today? And I think that's been such a valuable lesson that I've probably learned in my life, but I'm learning it. Yeah. Again.
1: I think one other thing I want to say, and then if we have any, I was like, do we have any like really funny stories that have happened through all this? I mean, honestly, I'm sitting here like, wow, the devil is really trying to work in our lives. He was really trying to like stir some stuff. But I was just thinking like, I just want people to grasp and it's so much easier said than done because no one would like choose this if you got to just like choose out of two options. But it's like, I really want young women, young wives, young girls, whoever is listening to this to not be afraid of hard things in life because we're sitting here both talking about I mean our lives have been a disaster kind of this last month and you know we can kind of joke about it in a way even though we're still both in it like Christian just said but our my life truly feels so rich right now and I mean I again I still have weak moments where I'm like this is horrible but when I really have perspective like I'm like wow life feels so rich I'm getting to just I can't carry my baby but like I'm able to hold him and snuggle him and like That's something that I will never – I wouldn't just be sitting here on the couch like hour on hour just holding him. It's like life is so good. Life is so rich. I'm seeing God work. I'm seeing God grow my – four-year-old, I'm seeing God grow my marriage like through really, really difficult circumstances. And I know it'll be so much more rich. And like, why would I trade that? It's like, we cannot be afraid of hard things. And I really believe when you are living full heartedly, not perfectly, like Christian and I are trying to express, like we are not doing this perfectly, but God is going to bring you through hard things. He is going to test your faith. He's going to challenge you. He's going to push you. And it's not out of cruelty. It's not out of spite. It's out of his love for us. And it's out of him wanting us to become more like him. And I just think we live in a culture and a generation that would argue that that's like, why would you want that for yourself in a world that preaches self-care and that you should just have the best, happiest life? It's like, that is not where richness is found. It's in these moments where we're sitting here together and saying, look at what we just went through today. I mean, we we wouldn't have the same friendship we have. Our families have been stretched and had to sacrifice. And that grows us in ways we would never able to if life is just always normal and perfect
0: Mm -hmm. yeah amen to that that's so good i do think i mean i yeah just love everything that samantha just said i think too it just taught me so much to live just how quickly i am to think about myself and think about my own circumstances and just even i mean if you you know call yourself a christian or not even if the way that you live just thinking of others before yourself or thinking of like how you are loving on other people and how you are just displaying God in your life every day. Because I, the moments that I had to look back and think, gosh, am I really like wanting this for myself or am I actually living for like to serve my husband better or to serve my family better or to just be a good employee at this time or whatever it may have been. And so wherever that finds you today, I hope that's encouraging to you of just like some of the lessons we've learned because it's been a lot, but we are excited. Maybe we'll report back here in some time. If we learn some more things. There's been so many like funny random things. I can't think of any funny things. Have you fallen down the stairs yet with your crutches? Almost once. And then
1: like that's an improvement. A week ago when I had been here in between going to Kansas City, like I couldn't get up the stairs. My husband was basically having me like carry me. But I was going to say if you've ever thought Christian and I are like cool, which I'm not saying you should, but if you've ever thought that, let me just tell you. The amount of times I puked in public in the last few weeks because of these antibiotics I'm on, like and on myself. I mean, my mom had to go grab me a bag in the middle of KU Med where people are like oh, walking I forgot about through that story. and while bad. we were trying to get to my baby's like weight check like at four days five days old whatever like puking on myself and you should have seen Justin he was like mortified I'm like sorry that I'm vomiting and then like at my daughter's soccer game just like sitting in the car with vomit on my like if you think anything about me is cool please know
0: it's None of us thought that, so that's just it's embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of anything funny. I can't I mean, think you of anything was, funny you off the sister top in of my law head. You and my sister-in-law sponge
1: bathing me was like, hello. Yeah,
0: guys, we did sponge bathe her. I literally had tears in my eyes because it was really sad. <laughs> Honestly, you were like shaking it was really uh, nerve-wracking. It was crazy. Um, But it her was lashes okay. looked amazing. She got her lash filled right before you went to the hospital.
1: That was the one thing so going everyone for everyone
0: kept saying, "Wow, oh, yep. your lashes look so good. Mm-hmm. That so, was the one thing going I for I mean, me. Andrew and I joked that we think Callahan, our daughter, is going to look back on the time of our hospital visit, and we're going to be like, she's going to be like, can we go back to that trip, that vacation That's we just funny. took, because she literally had the time of her life. I think she was born to be like an only child, Yeah, and she's never been one because, you know,
1: She's second
0: the second child So she I think she's it. gonna look back No she won't But she ate popsicles She's riding That's in funny. a wagon Down the hospital thing I mean That's she really had funny. a blast So I'm like You know Justin loved the hospital food he How many times has he said that?
1: It's funny because like I've been in our marriage now, like he did not grow up with any kind of like health stuff. And so that's been my whole life. And he I've been in the hospital a few times since we've been married. But he truly if you live in Columbia, Missouri Boone Hospital, there's a lady that works. I think I don't know because I never left the freaking room. But (laughs) there's a lady only to go to ICU and like MRIs. She works the cast register and he literally went and got chicken tenders. If you know my husband, too, it's like he eats does he not eat like psychotic clean and healthy and works out every day? He would go get chicken tenders every day. And on the last day he went and said goodbye to her. Like when I was getting discharged, he was like, I'm not going to, my wife's getting discharged. I won't see you anymore. And she said to him, You are the most frequent customer in all my, like, 15 years of working here that I've ever had. And, like, I'm, like, thinking about your wife. Like, I'm glad she's better. We should have
0: taken his cholesterol, like, prior to him walking in and then after. That's true. Or something. No, guys, I was only at the hospital, like, a few times when you were there. And literally every time he had chicken tenders. It was very bizarre. And he couldn't stop talking about it. And still to this day, he talked about it the other day.
1: I'm like, babe, you're very- He's like, the
0: hospital food, the hospital food. I
1: think it was Can just, you go like, there stressed. and eat? Yeah. Maybe it, you should maybe. just get him a gift card. Maybe so. His birthday is this Father's weekend. Day. Yeah. Oh yeah. True, true.
0: Justin, don't listen to this episode. Then you'll know.
1: If you have any questions about our crazy life, I hope you liked this. Maybe this is boring. I think it's probably entertaining because I hope that you might be experiencing- Well, I don't hope that you're experiencing hard things, but if you are, because we all are- I hope you could hear this and say like, wow, their lives aren't put together. They're just trying to figure it out. You know, it's still a mess. If you want to pray that I can get off crutches soon, that would be great. We're we're both appreciative for people that listen to this podcast that are in our real life that have prayed and reached out and just Mm -hmm. been thinking about us. And yeah, we're excited for this summer and random things we want to talk about and more personal things. If you like this personal kind of episode of us just going into stuff, we have other opportunities to share things like this. We've kind of always shied away from it. But if this is something you've liked, let us know because we'll yeah. do more of
0: that. And please do always share any prayer requests with us. I know we've said that before, but we would love to be praying for you guys too. So make sure just to DM us or email us too. Um, going there, can do the
1: podcast at gmail.com is our email.
0: Yes. So please do that because we'd love to be praying for you all. We hope that, yeah, this is again encouraging to you in whatever hard thing you're going through because I'm sure it's something, yeah, we want to be walking alongside you guys in that. So bye. Hey, thanks for going there with us. If you loved what you heard, don't forget to follow along with us at Going There, the podcast.
1: And it also means so much to us if you subscribe to our podcast and shared it with a friend.
0: Talk to you soon.